Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. That the world will bring healing to you. That the world will bring transformation to your life. That the world will bring deliverance to you. The Bible says, sent for this world. And the word healed them and delivered them from all their afflictions, sicknesses, and diseases. There is so much power in the word of God. That when you receive it into your life, it brings the necessary transformation that you should be thinking about in your life. Whatever hope you have, whatever expectation you have, right now as we go into the word, believe God that God will speak to you. God will touch that thing that is a burden in your life. One word from God is all you need. One word from the Father is all you need. One word from His presence is all you need. I just need you to concentrate and just ask God to help you, to give you understanding and wisdom in that which we are about to do. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Amen. So once again, you're welcome, and um, we thank God for today. We thank God for this moment. And just like we prayed as we're going to the Word, I just want you to pay close attention. I believe that God has a word for somebody here today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. So we're going to go into the world right away. Let's go down straight to what we have. And I'm continuing with facing life challenges. This is part number three. Facing the challenges of life. Facing those challenges of life. How do you handle challenges? And how do you see challenges in the first place? Hallelujah. We have our test from Luke chapter 8. From verse 22. We read that last week. When God set you on a sail, when he set you on a journey, hallelujah, he is going to take you to your destination. Amen? He's going to take you to your destination if he sets you on a journey. So I want you to first of all understand the fact that life may be what it is, but you are going to arrive at your Predestination. That position that God has ordained for your life, you're going to come into it. Praise the living God. It may be rough now. It may be what you see people do sometimes. It can even be like a write off for your life. But I'm assuring you by the word of God that you are going to arrive at your destination. I tried to make you understand that it was God that initiated the move for them to cross over. It was God that initiated the move for them to cross over. So get our right. So in the midst of the fact that you are going through whatever thing you are passing through, that is not to say God is unmindful of your situation or about you. Jesus asked them a question. Where is your faith? So it's like, why are you still 
confused even at this moment. That's why the fire that I am with you. Even though I am the one that asked you to cross over. Where is your faith? Hallelujah. Now the first thing I want you to know here is this. Their faith was a shrine in that simple word, let's cross over. That is where their faith was supposed to be. By implication, anything God tells you, no matter the storm, no matter the wave, you have to have that assurance that God, who initiated that by speaking to you, is readily available to take you to the other side. Praise the living God. He said, where is your faith? So their faith was supposed to be enshrined in that word which was given to them. Hallelujah. Now because they were now full of fear and they had little faith left. But where exactly will your faith come from? Go with me to Romans chapter 10. Let's look at 16 and 17. Romans chapter 10, 16 and 17. The Bible says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. Talking about the Jews. For Isaiah said, Lord, who have believed our reports? The issue has to do with believing. Whatever thing God says. What was the report they were talking about here? By his stripe you were healed. It's everything has to do with Isaiah 53. And that's exactly what we're trying to remind them. Who have believed the reports that we gave? Who have believed the fact that God said, I'll take care of you. Who have come to believe the fact that God said, no matter the situation, I am not going to forsake you, nor leave you. Who have believed our reports? Praise the living God. Are you following me? Can you get it? Praise the Lord. So who have believed our reports? And so here we find that Isaiah made this prophecy because of who the Jews are supposed to be or are going to be in relation to that which he has ordained and determined for them. Go to verse 17. That's the key point I want you to see. So then faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. So when he asked them the question, where is your faith? And they're like saying, have I not spoken to you before? Did I not tell you before? You're going to cross over. Where ought your faith to be? It should be on what God says to you. It should be on the word of God. No matter the storm, no matter the wave, if you can stay by what God says, I'm assuring you, there's going to be calmness. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? Where is your faith? Faith should be based on God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The logos of the word, which is the Bible, renews our mind. But rhema is to enable us to walk in the present situation and meet our needs. I mentioned two things. The world's faith, when the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, that is the rhema of the word of God. That is different from what you read in the scriptures. What you read in the scriptures is logos. L-O-G-O-S. Logos. That's what you read in the scriptures. But when God speaks a word to you, it becomes a rhema. 
Sometimes God can just make you see some things from the Bible. As you are reading, He begins to give you instruction from the Logos. When those instructions come out to you as revelation, they become rumors. Are you following me? So where ought your faith to be? It ought to be in the rhema of the word of God. That is why it's important that you hear God once in a while, if you will, for yourself. You don't always have to depend on somebody to speak God's word to you. Praise the living God. And if God tries to speak to you through somebody, you got to believe what the Lord says to you. And when you believe that, that means you're walking on the rhema of the word of God. And when you start walking on the rhema of the word of God, the necessary changes you need in life, they begin to be made available. Praise the living God. So the rhema enables you to walk in the present situation and to meet your needs regularly. Let me show you something now. Luke chapter 11 verse number 10. Luke 11 verse number 10. Whatever be your need, I want to assure you that the God who has so called you to himself as a child of his will definitely meet your need, no matter the situation. Luke 10 and, I mean, level verse number 10. This is what he says. For everyone that asketh receive it, and he that seeketh find it, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Is to everyone, not some people. So if somebody is getting his answers, you are also qualified to get your answer. Are you listening to me? He said, everyone. He didn't say some people. For everyone that asketh, what happens? He receive it. And he that seeketh, what happens? He find it. And to him that knocketh, what will happen? It shall be opened unto him. Every door you are knocking on shall be opened unto you. Hallelujah. Remember, where be your faith? Your faith should be based on what? The word of God. And God is saying, if you knock, it's ready to open. If you seek, you must find. And if you ask, you are going to receive everyone. That's what he said. Not some people. So today, Perhaps there is something you're looking for. And I'm saying the Lord is going to let you have it in the name of Jesus Christ. Go to verse 11. And he said, If a man shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for his fish give him a serpent? Of course, the answer says no. That is to say, you have to be specific in what you're asking God for. You have to be certain what you're asking him for. You can't be asking for fish and then he gives you something else. No, no. He's not going to give you a serpent. He gives you the fish that you're asking for. If he asks for bread, he's going to give you bread. You must not confuse what you're asking for, for something else. And that is why I always keep saying that prayer is measurable. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Verse 12 says, And if you should ask an egg, 
Will he give him what? Offer a scorpion? The answer of course says no. Therefore, if you then be evil, know how to give good things unto your children. Everybody say good things. That's to say God intends to give you what? Good things. Hallelujah. If, if you have to get good things unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So again, you have to understand, one of the things or description of the Holy Spirit is that it's a good thing. That is why you also certainly need the Holy Spirit almost all the time in your walk with God. Because it gives you direction, it opens ways for you, it gives you inspiration, it grants you understanding. You have that relationship with God once you walk by the Holy Spirit. That is to say, if you dare ask God for the Holy Spirit, He's going to give it to you. Praise the living God, somebody. Are you sitting there with me? So look at Philippians 2 verse 13. Thank you, Father. Philippians 2 verse 13. For it is God which walketh in you, but to will and to do of his good pleasure. Can I hear any man? But let's read it from the Amplified. I like it more in the Amplified translation. Philippians 2 13. It said, Not in your strength or in your own strength. For it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and the desire. Now that's what I want you to pick. The good thing I want you to see here, the word desire. That is to say, there are some things that you are desiring, they are the prompting of the Holy Spirit by God, so that you can be able to get the desires as your need met. Praise the living God. Therefore, if you are desiring something, God know that it is God that is pushing you to desire that thing. And since God is the one pushing you to desire that thing, He energizes you and brings you to the place where successfully be able to get that thing which you're looking for. That's why your prayers, that's why your, your wishes how to be directly related to the Holy Spirit and to know it that once it is connected to the Holy Spirit remember what I said before it's connected to the Holy Spirit He is going to bring your desires to pass in fact Psalm 37 said the same thing delight thyself in the Lord and He will grant you the desires of your heart now I don't know what you are desiring but I'm assuring you that as long as your desires align with the power of the Holy Spirit, your desires are going to come to pass. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The next thing says, Both to will and to walk for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delights. By implication, God moves you to desire the things you are desiring and then they turn out to be for his pleasure and for good will. By implication as well. It simply means when you're successful, it pleases God. It is the pleasure of God that you be successful. It's the pleasure of God and His will that you be successful in life. It is His desire and pleasure that you live in health. It is His good will that you be healed of your diseases and sicknesses. It is His pleasure. 
It is God's pleasure that you live well on the face of the earth. It is His pleasure. When you're living well, you're doing well, you're successful, He takes the glory. He satisfies Him. When you talk about pleasure, that means something gives Him joy. In other words, your good life gives joy to God. Your good life makes Him happy. Your being in health makes God happy. Can I hear an amen, somebody? And that should be a desire you have it. And God is energizing you from behind the scene to say, I have created a body in your heart that you feel you are tired of this sickness. You want to live in good health. And that is going to give me pleasure. That's going to meet joy. And I promise you today, somebody is going to give joy to God in the name of Jesus Christ. So what's the next thing that he says? Go with me to the book of Ezekiel 37 verse number 12. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Before we read Ezekiel 37 12, again let's go down to Deuteronomy 7 verse 15 first. Now we'll come back to Ezekiel 37. Deuteronomy 7 15. If you are sick in this house, you're getting your healing today. And the Lord will take away from you. Hallelujah. The Lord will take away from you. You know what that means? We take it away from you. He's collecting it and dropping it somewhere else. The Lord will take away from you all sicknesses hallelujah all sicknesses and the evil diseases that people of the world are going through he will take it from you take it away from you he will collect it from you hallelujah that he will be satisfied because when you live in health it's in his pleasure it is his will it is his joy that you live in health. So all things that will make you not to live in health, the Lord will take it away from you today. Anything that is bringing sorrow and pain to your heart, the Lord is taking it away from you today. Hallelujah. Grace is available. I just hear that word, grace is available. And say, grace is available. <laughs> Grace is available. And it is not by might, it is not by power, but by God's own spirit. For his grace is available to do what he's saying right now in the name of Jesus Christ. So now, Ezekiel 37, verse number 12. Hallelujah. Therefore, Prophesy. Why is he saying that you prophesy? Because he said, I am going to take from you every sickness, every oppressive spirit, every disease that you're passing through that is not bringing pleasure to the name of God. He wants to take it away from you. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, to every one of you, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves. Hallelujah. And cause you to do what? To come out, out of your graves. 
all my people and I will bring you back home to the land of Israel, to the place of rejoicing. I will open your graves. Every grave that you are in, God is going to open it today. Hallelujah. I, God, will open your grave. Your grave could be financial difficulties. Your grave could be business failures. Your grave could be disappointment in business. Transactions that are not coming true. They could be your graves. But today God is opening those graves and you are coming out of those situations. Hallelujah. God is opening those graves, I say, and you are coming out of those graves in the name of Jesus. Every grave that the enemy has kept you is being opened today. Glory to God. I say glory to God. You are coming out of your grave. I say you are coming out of your grave. What is that grave that you are in? You are coming out of it today. No matter how long you've been in that grave, the grave is opening today. Stand up somebody. No matter how long you've been in that grave, that grave is opening up for you today. And you are coming out of that grave right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. I need you to begin to talk to the Father. What is that grave? Get into the spirit of meditation. Get into the spirit of thinking about that situation. Remember, God wants to grant unto you your heart desires. Thank you, Father. Begin to talk to God. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.